is Tea to Green, Central Ohio's premier golf show. Now here's your host, recipient of the Lifetime Achievement Award by the Southern Ohio PGA of America and Hall of Fame, Skip Mossick. And hi again, everyone. Welcome into another edition of Tea to Green here on The Fan. Another very busy week in the golf world. The PGA Tour is in Detroit. As Hayden just told us, rookie Taylor Pendrith is your leader there by one. We'll head there in just a couple of minutes. We have another terrific golf prize pack that we'll be giving you the opportunity to win this week. Details on that shortly. But as we always like to do this week every year, is to talk a little high school golf. The high school season gets underway next week. We'll chat later with PGA professional Brian Barnett, longtime boys coach down at Taze Valley High School, plus Tim Streed of the Ohio High School Athletic Association will update us on any changes regarding high school golf this year. But we begin by welcoming in Rich Ritter, who coaches both the boys and girls teams at New Albany High School. And Rich, good morning. Let's begin on the girls' side. New Albany is the defending state champion, coming off your fourth straight state title. I I know you've had some great players there, but four in a row is an amazing accomplishment. How often are you able to sit back and reflect on just how special of a stretch this has been? Uh, Yeah, I mean, it's definitely a special uh, experience over the last four years. Uh, You know, we, as you say, we've had some really special players, some, some girls that have gone on to play at very high level collegiately. And it's been a lot of fun to coach them and, and see them, uh, you know, just grow in their game and, and as individuals as well. And um, really fortunate to have been a part of it. Well, one of those special players is your daughter, Anna. She finished sixth in the state a year ago. She's headed to Illinois. Kari Hollenball, we're very familiar with. She's headed to Ohio State. How cool is that going to be to have those two competing against each other at the next level for the next few years? Yeah, I don't, I, I'm not exactly uh, sure how that will turn out. I'm glad I you know, I got to coach them together rather than facing each other, but it'll be a it'll be a fun experience to see them competing for big 10 schools. And I'm sure they'll enjoy running into each other when they're out at their collegiate events. You know, Rich, your boys team has had some success as well over the years. I know you're not the only one to do it, but I guess tell us some of the challenges of coaching both the boys and girls teams. And I guess giving each the attention it deserves. Yeah. I mean, the the biggest challenge is just having the time because, a lot of instances you'll have the boys team playing on the same day as the girls team. But, um, you know, what I try to do is just kind of balance out where I spend my time. And typically the team that's traveling the furthest on a particular day is probably where I'll prioritize, uh, going, which team I'll go with. And occasionally there's instances where I'll, I'll have the opportunity to at least be partially at both uh, teams' events. The first day that we're in competition, the boys are out early at Chapel Hill, and then the girls are going to play later in the afternoon at at Blacklick. So when those occasions arise, I try to get to at least a portion of both of those events. But really, in the year that I've been doing it, the, the positives have very much outweighed the negatives. There's been good camaraderie and synergy between the boys and the girls and I think that you know there's some ways in which both teams have pushed each other and and even you know coming down the stretch last year at the state tournament 
the there were a lot of our members of our boys teams and or, and even their parents who came out to support the girls in their comeback effort in the final round and it uh it, it created a phenomenal atmosphere and and really a memorable experience for everybody involved. You know, Rich, I'm continually amazed at the talent level here in the area across the board. I guess who's the biggest competition you expect to get on both the girls' and boys' side here in Central Ohio this year? <laughs> well, well, you know, we'll see. Um, definitely it's going to be uh, – Dublin Jerome's going to have a really good team once again. They've got most of their uh, key contributors back this year. And, you know, I expect we'll have some really good um, tournaments between our two, our two schools, our two squads. Um, Centerville is going to be good once again as well. They were pretty young last year. So, there, you know, there's plenty of good, talented teams around on the girls' side. Um, the boys' teams, there you've got your traditional Dublin Jerome, Olentangy Liberty, St. Charles, um, you know, there's a there's a bunch of teams around that just seem to continue to reload each year. And, you know, I know there's a lot of young talent coming into many of the programs around. So I would anticipate that the, the boys uh, will have a very competitive season once again. And, you know, that, that day up at Apple Valley at the district tournament will be one of the most competitive days of, of high school golf in the state. We're talking high school golf this morning. Season gets underway next week across the state. Rich Ritter is the head coach for both the boys and girls teams at New Albany High School. Our guest this segment, Tita Green here on The Fan. And, Rich, you talked about that day at Apple Valley. When we speak with other high school coaches, we often hear you know, disappointment about the way the golf districts are drawn up. How concerning is that and why? Uh, you know, everybody's got their opinion on that. Um, I, I try not to spend too much time worrying about it. I understand the the approach that OSHA takes, that it's a representative tournament. And all I all we've really ever done with our kids, whether it's the girls over the last five years or boys this last year, is to see how good we can get. And if we get to the level we, we want to be at ultimately – whether it's one spot out or five spots out, whatever, it's just the the way the rules are at the time, and you got to do what you can to be competitive and successful in that environment from my point of view. You know, Rich, golf's a sport where we're always trying to get younger people involved. You're the former tour director for U.S. Kids. Are we still seeing the amount of youth participation as we were prior? And I guess what are some of the keys to continue to do to grow the game to get even more kids involved? I mean, the the game has grown substantially over the last decade in the junior ranks, at least in in the central Ohio area. Um, really participation in that U.S. kids program was probably every bit of triple um, towards the end of the time I was running it to when I was when I first got involved. And then the situation with the everything being shut down with COVID and a lot of people turning to golf has even expanded it more. It, it's frankly very difficult to even get into a lot of the tournament fields these days. There's waiting lists on almost everything. So, you know, in terms of growing it, I think the biggest challenge that's facing us right now is capacity, capacity on golf courses, capacity within those tournament series. Um, 
I don't think that we've found the answer to those those potential challenges at the moment. Well, one of the other challenges, Rich, I mean, let's face it, golf is an expensive sport. Uh, I guess your recommendations to other parents out there listening, you know, as far as things their kids can do to get better competing in tournaments, et cetera, you know, without maybe breaking the bank, especially if the parents are not in the financial position to do so. Well, City of Columbus golf courses do a really good job of, you know, making it accessible. Um, there's tournament options that are available through those courses that are are pretty reasonably priced don't involve travel which always elevates the expenses when you're when you're having to travel somewhere and overnight stays and all that wouldn't be necessary for for somebody in central ohio um i know the new era courses have come up with a junior series it's probably you know as well pretty accessible um there there are definitely programs here throughout the the area that um you, you know that are aiming to make it affordable make it accessible but it is a it is an expensive sport you know the more the higher the level you get to it seems like more expensive it gets and it's a big challenge for sure rich golf's a game that many of us don't learn how to play smartly or smarter until we're older if then i guess the biggest challenge you face with high school age kids getting them to understand how to play smarter and more than anything to limit the damage on some holes Yeah, and and that's a you know that's an interesting difference between the boys' game and the girls' game. I I joke sometimes with our team. You know, the girls' game is often played in the fairway, where the boys' game is often played in the trees. But um, you know, it, it, it's a it's a really big challenge because on one hand, you don't want to take away the aggressive nature that most kids have when they're playing the game because today's game is really about making birdies and going low, but you have to evaluate the risk and determine is it worth taking that risk and what are your odds of, of you know, being able to pull that shot off. So, I mean, with something we talk about all the time, it's a work in progress for certain. All right, Rich, last thing, the season begins next week. I know parents in other sports can be demanding, you know, but golf, you know, similar to track where you can clearly see the results. You know, in golf, it's pretty clear who's put up the best scores. Is it still tough dealing with parents sometimes, though? Um, you know, it's not that there aren't some tough moments, uh, but, you know, I, I think everybody that I've been around, Certainly, you know, I, I expect them to advocate for their children, and I, I respect that when they do. But we we always try to, with our our whole qualifying philosophy and placement on the team, it's very data-driven. It's based off of a system that relates to course ratings, so we can kind of compare one round to to another. And overall, Really, the parents have been very supportive of what we tried to do with the program in New Albany, and and I appreciate that very much. Rich Ritter is the head golf coach for both the boys and girls teams at New Albany High School. Rich, we appreciate your time. Have a great season on both the boys and the girls' side, looking for their fifth straight state title, okay? All right. Thanks so much, Skip. Appreciate you having me. All right, let's switch gears for a moment and check the tours this weekend as we get you warmed up with some chip shots. 97.1 The Fans, T to Green, Chip Shots. Detroit Golf Club, the site of this week's PGA Tour stop. Really good scoring the first couple of days. Rookie Taylor Pendrith sits alone in the lead at 15 under par. He leads by one. Pendrith was close to getting his first win in Bermuda earlier this season and hopes he can close the door this weekend. Yeah, I mean, I think 
every time you can put yourself into contention is, you know, obviously a new experience for me. Um, I learned a lot that day. It was obviously brutal conditions, and um, but basically you can't lay off. You got to always keep trying to make birdies, and especially out here, it looks like the scores are pretty low, so um, should be a bit of a birdie fest uh, unless the weather changes. But golf course is playing great, and there's tons of opportunities, so just keep the pedal down. A shot back of Pendrith is Tony Finau, your winner a week ago at Minneapolis. Finau hopes to continue his hot streak today and tomorrow. Uh, I've had some nice stretches. Honestly, I feel like the second half of this season, and, you know, I put together some nice tournaments. Uh, anytime you win, you know, you breed confidence, and uh, I'm just happy to carry that confidence, you know, from last week right into this week. And a lot of the things I've been working on, I've been working extremely hard on my game really all year, and I think I'm just kind of bearing the fruits of the labor I've had throughout throughout this season, and it's coming together for me late in the season. But um, this thing is taught, this game has taught me it doesn't matter when it comes. If you continue to work hard, at some point I think you can go on some nice stretches, and, and I think that's what I'm seeing uh, this week and last week. Lee Hodges is alone in third at minus 12, followed by a three-way tie at minus 10, including Cameron Young, who 63 on Friday included a slam dunk eagle on the par 4 13th. Um, 13, yeah, we had um, 136, and I said I was going to hit it about four steps long, 140, and a few steps left, so I missed it just short right uh, and happened to fly directly in the hole. So. What club? Uh, pitching wedge. Part of a large group at minus nine includes Adam Scott, who overcame some tough conditions Thursday and took advantage of his opportunities on Friday. Uh, yesterday, I think we, in the afternoon, had the toughest conditions, and three under was a pretty good score, especially when there was a lot of low numbers already posted before I teed off. So I've kind of I clawed my way around yesterday and, and uh, nearly really got it going today and, you know, generally playing pretty solid. So I'm sure I'll be quite a few back starting the weekend, but I'm, my game is in a good spot and I think I can make play well on the weekend and make up the ground. Again, all chasing your leader, rookie Taylor Pendrith at 15 under par. A couple of other notes from up in Detroit. It was really nice to see our buddy Wyatt Worthington from Reynoldsburg play his way into the tournament this week. Unfortunately, Wyatt did not make the cut. Former Buckeye Bo Hogue does make the weekend at minus five. And tough to see Ryan Armour have to withdraw due to injury, especially with only one week left in the regular season as he's trying like crazy to get into those all-important FedEx playoffs. We certainly wish him the best. Elsewhere this weekend, LP. PGA is in Scotland. Lydia Ko, minus 14, leads by two. World Tour in Scotland as well. Sean Crocker, minus 17. He's your leader there by one. All right, coming up, more high school golf discussion as the high school season gets underway next week. We'll chat with Tim Street of the Ohio High School Athletic Association about any changes for the upcoming season. That's next as Tee to Green continues here on The Fan. The offseason is a myth, serving you 24 hours a day, seven days a week to feed your sports addiction. The Fan, Ohio's sports destination. Hey, it's better than a free bowl of soup. This is Tita Green with Skip Mossick on The Fan, Ohio's sports destination. 
Welcome back, everybody. As always, thank you for tuning in. Hopefully there's some golf in your future this weekend. Speaking of which, we have another great golf prize pack for you to uh, to win this week, including some golf out at the Virtues. We have balls from our friends at Titleist, plus plenty of other fan goodies we'll throw in the package for you this week as well. Very simple to enter. Send me a tweet by 11 a.m. at Skip Mossick or go to 971thefan.com. You can find me on Twitter there. Do it by 11 a.m. Send me your winner for this week's PGA event in Detroit. We'll do a drawing of all those who picked the winner correctly. Again, just one entry per person. Good luck, and hopefully this prize pack will be yours. This is Backspin. Tee to green. Backspin. Talking a little high school golf this morning. The season gets underway next week. We're joined now by Tim Street, Director of Information Services with the Ohio High School Athletic Association. And, you know, Tim, good morning. Can't believe the fall sports season is here already. Golf, I would imagine, would have to be among the first to get underway competitively, no? Well, all sports get to start practicing on August 1st. But then you're right, Skip. Uh, golf is actually our first sport that starts competing and crazy, yeah, it's it's happening already. Uh, Thursday is the uh, start of golf competitions, and so it's always a, a fun day. We we do some social media things here at the OHSAA to celebrate the start of a new school year. Well, Tim, I know they are rare, but any rule changes this year in regards to golf? Well, no specific rule changes. Uh, you know, we're it's funny. We're I think it's so oh, gosh maybe four or five years now that that um, electronic devices are permitted in the game of golf. That that was a big uh, change at the high school level. You know, of course, it's been uh, common uh, prior to that at other levels of golf, but it was a little bit new for high school golf. We're still um, having uh, schools that adjust to that, officials that adjust to that. Um, but uh, that was really the, the last really big rule change. Um, the other thing, too, was coaches being permitted to talk to their players during the round. Mm-hmm. Uh, that is permitted. Um, I remember there was time when coaches were really hands-off during a competition, and now we've uh, – it's a good thing. We've been able to expand that opportunity a little bit. So you see more coaching happening during competition. And and a a lot of our golfers uh, need that and and welcome that. And uh, it's something where our coaches – uh, are, are the right people to be talking to our golfers during during the competition. It, it's uh, there, There's a lot of merit to that. Um, didn't happen for a long time, but now, fortunately, it does. The high school golf season gets underway next week. Tim Street with the Ohio High School Athletic Association, our guest, T to Green here on the fan. You know, Tim, you were talking about the range finders, and the thing to make sure everybody's aware, just like in most tournaments, you got to be careful to make sure that slope feature is off. Well, that can happen, too. Uh, you're right. And, you know, the, the range finders are, are so good. I see more uh, golfers using their cell phone for that. <laughs> There's apps for that. It's so funny to, to see that now. It seems like uh, even a few years ago that wasn't even possible. But, you know, it, everything, too, with slope, yardage, all that, uh, all that is able to be uh, aided now by electronic devices. So, um, you know, it, it, it's one of those where uh, it used to be, I, I think, the fear was the have and the have-nots. However, I think now almost every golfer has access to that, and so many of them have it when they're young. You know, they're, they're youth golfers. They're in middle school. They're, they're coming up through their local courses. 
and now they're able to play, uh, obviously, high school golf, which now falls under OHSAA, and they're still able to use that experience and that knowledge and those devices that they've grown up with. You know, Tim, I know every couple of years divisions and districts may be shuffled around. Uh, football, obviously, is the one that most people pay attention to, but does it trickle down to golf? Well, we do have new divisions this year for golf in terms of divisional assignments. Um, we typically do a, a two-year cycle with our base enrollment numbers, and, and we get that information from the Ohio Department of Education, although this most recent cycle was a three-year cycle because in working with Ohio Department of Education, the enrollment data through those tough COVID school years was, was difficult to obtain. So we just extended that last cycle to three years, but now we are, we are entering a new cycle this, this year. It'll be a two-year cycle. Uh, golf uh, does not use competitive balance numbers, which we've talked about before. You know, football does, soccer does, volleyball does. So those are our three fall sports that utilize that competitive balance data um, but golf does not, so it's just straight male and female enrollment numbers for your school. Plug those in, divide up boys into three divisions, and we divide up girls into two divisions. You know, Tim, we'll sometimes hear some grumbling. Heck, you're always hear grumbling about high school sports, it seems like. That, you know, some districts may not be competitively balanced with others. Regardless, you still have to be the best to win a state championship. But I guess let everybody know the reasons you're always looking for balanced participants from across the state you know, when you reach the state finals. Sure, yeah, Skip, that's something we talk about here all the time, and uh, it's once you explain it to people, they, they understand it. They still may not like it, but uh, golf is a sport that we, uh, we talk about a lot because uh, there are some pockets of the state where the golf is just exceptional. The high school golf, is, you, you have any number of teams, sometimes eight or nine teams from a particular pocket or a district that all are so talented. They all, you know, any of them could make a, a run to a state championship and, and qualify for the state tournament as a team. However, and, and this goes back now 115 years with the <laughs> OHSA, our state tournaments are about representation from the whole state. We want the top teams from all parts of the state to make it to the state tournament. We don't want, for example, a, a state tournament where we have 12 teams and 10 of them are from one district. You know, we want the top teams from all six of our districts. And uh, so sometimes people will argue that the, the best team in one district is not as good as the fifth best team in another district. And, you know, may, maybe they're right. You know, that, that we're not saying that's not true. But what we're saying is we want our state tournaments to be a representative tournament where we have teams that represent all parts of the state. That's been our philosophy for 115 years, and, and I, I would think that we will continue to have that philosophy. And the thing that I enjoy about that is it creates excitement from all those different parts of the state. The, the, the whole state is invested and has an eye on the state tournament to see how their local team fares. Um, so, you know, uh, there, there are certainly some schools that, you know, they, they just missed the, the state tournament field by a couple of strokes and they wish they were there, and they're jealous of a team that made it that didn't have quite as good a score. But uh, that is our philosophy, and uh, certainly it, it, uh, it creates that, uh, that feel that we have uh, teams from all over the state that have made it, and, it's, uh, and that creates all excitement, too. Tim, I know safety is always number one on the board in regards to high school sports from the OHSAA. How often do you get requests in golf, say, for, for a kid to use a golf cart? 
Sure. Yeah, we do have requests for golf carts. It's not as common as people might think. Uh, in fact, I was looking at our numbers uh, the other day. We had 37 approvals uh, last year for high school golf, and, and that's across the whole state. Uh, we had 37 approvals for uh, use of a golf cart, um, and, and those are from a, a wide range of reasons. Um, so several of them were a, a student uh, coming back from cancer treatment. Uh, several of those were from uh, some type of uh, back issue. Uh, we, uh, I saw a couple that were from um, when a, a student would walk more than, let's say, half a mile, they had uh, significant swelling mm. in their legs. So there, there's various reasons like that. Uh, they're all on the medical side where a student could be approved to use a cart. Um, for those listening, though, the, the, the important thing, though, is a doctor's letter uh, and note needs to be involved in that. And then that comes to the OHSA, to our golf administrator. And then Tyler will look at that, make a determination, and then issue the permit. So it's not something that can, can happen. Uh, you, you wake up today and have a sore ankle and I need a cart today. Uh, it, it's a situation that involves your doctor, involves a form coming to the OHSA, and then there's approval there. But there are certainly situations where a golf cart is approved. Again, the high school golf season gets underway next week, all culminating with the state championships at Ohio State and at North Star. And I know, Tim, those have both been great homes for the state championships for you guys over the past few years. Sure have, yeah. North Star Golf Course up there in Sunbury. Um, if, if there's golfers that haven't been there, or haven't been there in a while, I really encourage folks to get up and, and check out North Star. It just continues to grow up, both the course itself and the area around it. Um, uh, North Star will host our Boys Division Three state tournament this year. That is October 14th and 15th. Uh, at the same time, over at Ohio State, we have the Division Two girls on gray and the Division Two boys on scarlet. Uh, and then the week after that, uh, we have the Division One state tournament. That's October 21st and 22nd. And uh, Division One girls uh, are on gray, and Division One boys are on scarlet. So just uh, we we have a really good thing going there at uh, North Star. Um, when I first started here, we were down at Pinnacle, and that was a great course. Mm -hmm. uh, but we just uh, have find a, a good home at. At North Star, I want to thank Lauren Prohaska, our former golf administrator, who now is the general manager at North Star. So that helps build that relationship. But uh, we, we have a good thing going there at, at North Star and Ohio State. Always want to thank Ohio State Golf Club for hosting us there. They've done it for a long time. And they even hosted us uh, in, in the COVID season. Right. They, they were still willing to allow us onto the course. Uh, a lot of places didn't, but uh, the Ohio State Golf Course did. So we will always be grateful for that and um, you know be here before you know it tim street with the ohio high school athletic association we always appreciate your time we know we'll be talking high school football with you coming up in the fall but always great catching up talking a little golf with the high school season getting underway next week have a great year okay absolutely thanks Gib. great to talk with you and speaking of North Star, we'll be up there in a couple of weeks doing our show, so stay tuned for that. All right, coming up, more high school golf discussion as we'll hit the range with PGA professional Brian Barnett. Brian, longtime golf coach down at Taze Valley High School. We'll chat with Brian next as T to Green continues here on The Fan. Want to know anything about The Fan's contest? How to win? Or what's up for grabs? Check out 971thefan.com. The Fan, Ohio's sports destination. Now that we're done washing our balls, it's time to tee it back up. This is Tee to Green with Skip Mossick on the fan, Ohio sports destination. 
Welcome back, everybody. As always, thanks for tuning in. We have another great golf prize pack that we're giving you the opportunity to win this weekend. We have golf out at the Virtues in Nashport. Some balls from our friends at Titleist. Plenty of fan goodies to throw in there for you this week as well. Very simple to enter. Send me a tweet by 11 a.m. at Skip Mossick or go to 971thefan.com. You can find me on Twitter there. Do it by 11 a.m. Send me your winner for this week's PGA event in Detroit. We'll do a draw of all those who picked the winner correctly. Again, just one entry per person. Good luck, and hopefully this prize package will be yours. You are listening to Tita Greens on the Range. On the Range is presented by PXG. Nobody makes golf clubs the way they do, period. As we hit the range with our old friend, PGA professional Brian Barnett, as we continue talking high school golf this morning. Season gets underway next week. Brian, the longtime boys coach at Taze Valley High School. Brian, good morning. We talk about it all the time, but how much have you seen play improve across the state at the high school level for both the boys and girls over the years? Oh, yeah. First of all, Skip, thanks for having me on. But yeah, the, the the way things have improved for both, you know, not only the boys but but also the girls uh, throughout the you know throughout the times that I've been coaching, and it, it's just amazing to to watch how how good these players are. Um, you know, you, you specifically look at at the girls' side of things right now. You know, back when when I played and when you played in high school, uh, uh, if a girl played golf, that was uh, uh, an anomaly almost. Right. It was like, oh my goodness! But now these girls are good. I mean, we've we've got some phenomenal girls players here in in Central Ohio, and um, you know, you, you take a look at that, and, and there's a, a lot of things that attribute to that. And you know, I think one of the things that attribute that is, is the boys. You know, the, the boys have kept pushing the girls, and, and together, both the boys and girls golf here, not only in Central Ohio, but across the state's really good. You know, Brian, we spoke with New Albany coach Rich Ritter about this earlier. As we continually try to grow the game, what advice can you give to parents who may not be in a position financially, you know, get their kids the best of the best, but, you know, still give them opportunities to learn the game and to improve? You know, I I think one of the things that I would tell parents, you know, especially of high school students and, and high school players, you know, you know, especially down here, you know, we sometimes we don't have that luxury. Get them to a golf course and have them volunteer. You know, go talk to the local golf professional there or the coast course owner. You know, it's a situation where they they might be able to help run bags for a golf outing or or pick the range or or pick up trash on the golf course uh, in in exchange for you know a few rounds of golf or. And some range balls, something like that. And, uh, and like I said, I obviously time to get involved. You know, get involved in, in all your junior programs. PGA professional Brian Barnett, our guest this segment. T to Green here on the fan as we talk high school golf this morning. The season gets underway next week. Brian, longtime boys coach at Taze Valley High School. Let me ask you about equipment. I mean, you know, we know golf is expensive, and at the high school level, can definitely be the case of the haves and have nots in regards to equipment. You know, at the high school 
level, how important is it to have the top-of-the-line stuff or, or to just have clubs that are properly fitted so kids can learn to play at their best? Yeah, I, I, honestly, I think you know, to have clubs that are, that are fitted to you, and, and when we talk about fitted, you know, we're not talking about you know, go to your, your local golf shop or any place, you know, a sporting store or whatever to get fit. We're, we're talking about don't get the cut-down golf club. You know, I see this a lot, you know, giving lessons and and stuff like that, where a young junior will come in and, you know, grandpa has cut his old five iron down and and it's like about two feet, about two feet long now. And that thing is heavy as can be. And, you know, there's just there's just no way they're able to swing it. Um, And, of course, you know, with the way things are now, you know, technology is so good. Uh, you know, if you're not switching your clubs every four or five years, you're, you're behind times. Brian, we know Central Ohio is loaded with golf talent locally at the high school level. How competitive is it specifically on the boys' side? And is there a big disparity between the you know the really good teams and the teams that maybe aren't as deep? You know, the, the comp- uh, competition between the boys' teams here locally in Central Ohio, you know, you're, you've got your Dublin Jeromes and your St. Charles's and, and your uh, Olin Tangy Liberties. Those are, are parentally strong programs. Uh, you know, each year in the Central District, uh, there's probably, you know, eight, six, eight teams, maybe 10 teams that can possibly vie for a state title. And then we have everybody else kind of, kind of, trying to just trying to get to the district tournament and you know you talk to coaches around the state um year in and year out the central district district tournament up at apple valley year in and year out is almost as hard if not harder to win or finish second than the state tournament is. You know, Brian, let me ask you about team depth. I mean, golf is an individual sport, but played as a team. I mean, we see this in college as well. Is it fairly common for teams to have maybe one or two standouts and then really an unknown for players three through five? And I guess what's the biggest challenge that goes along with that? Oh, absolutely. You know, most most teams have, uh, you know, especially in, in the area here, they have one or two kids that, you know, are really, really good. But that gap is closing, you know, used to be uh you know back 15 20 years when i first started coaching your 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 one and two player would shoot you know high 70s low 80s and then three four and five would be uh high 80s low 90s and and now it's not that way uh teams are are starting to close that gap and you know especially your elite teams there's not that much difference between one and five uh, you, you take a look at, at our situation, you know, around here, you know, we're going to have one and two that are pretty good players. Uh, and if you can get that three, four and five player to, um, you know, to be consistent, that's what you're looking for. Brian, we've asked you this before as a PGA professional, but also a coach. If a player from another school comes to you for instruction, you can or does that put you in a tough spot? No. No, not at all. I, I, I've, I've said that. You know, I said that a million times. I, you know, I give a lot of lessons here to players, both on, on the boys and girls side, uh, that go to some of our rival schools or some of the schools that we are going to compete against. Uh, you know, year in and year out in the league, it, it makes no difference to me. My number one goal is the number one: make sure they get. Uh, you know, get good instruction, have a great time, and learn the game. I want to see it. It makes me feel really good, and and kind of kind of makes me proud when I see kids 
if they're not on my team, on other teams that, that I have been able to coach or, or work with, excel in the game of golf. Brian, talk about as, as a coaching standpoint to teaching kids how to play to their strengths at certain courses and at certain holes. You know, there's, there's certainly ones that we can name out there, but just getting them to listen and pay attention, <laughs> what not to do. Oh, that that is a, a constant battle, and 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 I think you know the, the coaches that are able to do that are are your successful coaches because <laughs> you know I, you know, you get there and we we talk about it you know on our team uh, constantly we talk about it and and I'm sure all the other coaches do too you know we go through a a course hole by hole and say hey we may need to do this here and this little course management but then on the day of that match. Uh, when they're standing on that tee or they're standing out in that fairway and want to try to hit something that uh, they might be able to do one out of 50 times, uh, to be able to, to to talk that player through that or, you know, be able to do your job and, and kind of coach them enough to make sure that they don't take that risk reward is, is, is crazy. And, and we, we do it too, Skip. You know, we stand up on that tee and I, I, I know I can get this out there and uh, invariably it goes right in the water or right in a tree. Brian, I know you also coach the boys basketball team down there at Taze Valley. You've done this for a number of years. Do you still get the itch, get excited this time of year? Oh, this is uh, this is awesome. This is the best time of the year. I cannot wait, uh, you know, for Monday. We, we've been fortunate enough to, to you know, to, to see some of my kids play over throughout the summer. It's uh, with, with basketball and, and golf, you know, I've been able to get out a little bit, but I, I can't wait for Monday. Monday cannot get here soon enough. Uh, you know, we're we're getting ready to have our tryouts Monday afternoon, and and uh, I, I just I can't wait. I still the, the juice is still flowing. Uh, I'm, I'm an ultra competitive person anyway. I I can't stand to lose. I love winning, and you know. You know, we want to have a good time in the process as well. PGA professional Brian Barnett, longtime boys high school golf coach down at Taze Valley High School. Brian, we always love catching up. Have a great season, okay? Awesome. Thanks, Skip. I appreciate the time. All right, coming up, we've talked about team golf throughout the morning. Davis Love the Third is the American President's Cup captain this year. Love played in this week's tour event in Detroit to see and interact with some of the younger players vying for spots on the American team and addressed more spots being open because of players who have jumped to the Live Series. We'll hear from Davis Love about that next as T to Green continues here on The Fan. The only workplace in America to participate in the doorknob fart game. And we also play office basketball and sometimes do radio. The Fan, Ohio sports destination. Buttery cuts and making putts. Sometimes you're listening to Tita Green with Skip Mossick on The Fan, Ohio sports destination. Welcome back, everybody. As always, thank you for tuning in. The President's Cup returns in September. The American captain is Davis Love III, who played in this week's tour event in Detroit to get to see and interact with some of the younger players vying for spots on the American team and addressed more spots being open because of players who jumped to the Live Series. Davis, how much more difficult has the job of captain become having all these players that probably might have made the team be suspended? Um, it's it, Well, it's unfortunate that, you know, we look at a list and we have to skip over. You know, I sent out an email or a survey or something to skip over, guys. It's unfortunate. Um, obviously, it's it's been a little bit harder on Trevor than on me. But um, what I said, you know, a few weeks ago at the, at the senior players is I know the guys that are vying for the team now are super committed to the PGA Tour and, and are, are very excited 
about the President's Cup. I'm going to have guys like Homa and Zalatoris that are jacked up about it to be on their first team. So um, it, it's just it's a distraction, I, to use a, an old Tim Fincham line. It's just a big distraction. It's just hard. I did a radio show the other day, and the guy said, well, what do you think about Taylor Gooch? Do you think he could be a pick or not? I go, he's not eligible. And there was silence after that question. Like, what do you mean he's not eligible? Well, I know he's on the list, but he's not eligible to play. And so, yeah, that's tough. Um, and, you know, hopefully we're going to, you know, get to the playoffs. We're going to move forward, and then we're going to get to the President's Cup. And um, it's going to be obviously – a controversy for a while, but um, when we get to Charlotte, like here this week, it's going to be exciting golf this weekend, and there's going to be a lot of fans out. Um, when we get the President's Cup, it's going to be 12 guys that are ready to go and play. And as business as usual um, for our assistant captains, our stats team, and the players, it's business as usual, but it is a little bit of a distraction. American President's Cup Captain Davis Love III. Once again, you have until 11 to send me your tweet with your pick to win this week's tour stop up in Detroit. We'll do a drawing of all those who picked the winner correctly to win our weekly golf prize pack. Busy day as always here on The Fan. Common Man and T-Bone Weekend are next. Fan Sports Saturday at noon. Buckeye Replay at 3. Bone and Beam United at 6, followed by the crew in action tonight at Charlotte. For Hayden Heilshorn, I'm Skip Mossick. As always, thank you for listening. We'll talk to you again next Saturday morning for another edition of Tea to Green right here on The Fan. You know I'll be in church next Sunday to save me from the double bogey blues.